In My Mode, episode 302, on Monday the 25th of August, 2014. Welcome to In My Mug. We're in a different place. Um, I am here uh, in Bolivia, uh, in the town of Caranave, the twinkling lights behind me at Caranave. I've actually recorded In My Mug in here before, um, but uh, I thought I would do one at night because you get to see these beautiful lights. I'm going to show you some pictures on the screen now of how amazing this place looks at night. It really is a stunning, beautiful, uh, gorgeous place. Uh, I'm here at Buena Vista Mill, uh, which is where we buy all of our Bolivians from. Um, as we know, anybody who's watching in my mug and has seen the map bit, we have this kind of ring around Caranavi of amazing farms, and they all bring them down to this mill where they're processed. Um, and they act as the exporter to help us get the coffees out. Um, Bolivia is typically a very difficult place to do anything, but certainly to ship things. So, um, yeah, I'm here with Pedro and Daniela, his daughter, who have been looking after me for the past couple of days. I'm here for a couple more days after today. I'm way back by the time this is out, by the way. Uh, I'm just being clever and thinking ahead, getting this recorded way ahead of advance. Um, so, yes, uh, we should talk about the coffee that we're going to be doing today. Um, actually, before we do the coffee, we should do focus on, and today we're going to focus on uh, the uh, varietal of Bourbon. So the varietal Bourbon uh, originates from uh, originates originates we think from Ethiopia, which is obviously. Everything originates from Ethiopia originally, um, but it was a varietal that was taken from there and planted, uh, taken to what is now called Reunion Island, which uh, used to be the Bourbon Island uh, by, French, by the French, um, and can still be found there today. Um, it's a varietal that's prolific across all of Central America, South America. Um, you don't find much in Bolivia, actually, which is quite interesting. Bolivia is mainly Tibica, uh, with a little bit of Catayi um, and, and Catuora. Uh, mainly typical, but Bourbon is found uh, very much in Brazil. There's a lot of Bourbon in Brazil. Uh, El Salvador, 70% of the crops uh, in, uh, in El Salvador is the Bourbon varietal. Um, and also in Guatemala, which is a coffee that we're going to be tasting today. So that was Focus On. So I hope you enjoyed that little Focus On. Um, we should talk about this, this week's coffee. So this week's comes from Guatemala, as I've already said. Um, Guatemala is a country that we've started to buy directly from, but this is actually one that we buy from the importer and we've bought since 2007. Um, an amazing coffee, and since 2010 we've exclusively bought the coffee from this farm. Um, this is the Bourbon, Red Bourbon lot. Um, they used to be Yellow Bourbon, but that gets mixed now into the Cultura Bourbon mix. Um, so this is the Red Bourbon. Um, the Cultura Bourbon mix, we've actually sent off to have decaffeinated and is now on the site, so you can go and buy the decaffeinated version of this. It's decaffeinated using the CO2 method. Um, we also have a little bit of this Bourbon Cultura mix that we're going to be selling on the site. It won't be in my mug, so this is your chance uh, to go and buy that and you can taste them side by side. It won't be around for very long because most of it was decaffeinated. We just kept a few bags back to um, just to kind of do a comparison against the Bourbon, really. Um, I think that the Couture Bourbon mix is a couple of points lower than this one that we've got here. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's a better cup and a better coffee. Um, so the farm is owned by four brothers. You've got uh, Julio, uh, Mario, and Francisco. Uh, I remembered, wow, I, I always struggle with names. I am the worst. Um, my 
kind of contact there. He's very much Francisco. He speaks great English. Uh, me and him just kind of click. I really like the guy. Went to visit him in July, um, and um, yeah, he was he was really smart to kind of just spend some time with him again after so long. I originally visited first in 2009 um, and um, just fell in love with the place. Uh, I'm going to show you a video now while I'm talking of the petrol station and the main road that the drying patios actually face onto. Um, what's happened in, in Amatitalan is that it's become very, very urbanised. It's actually spread, the city of Guatemala City has spread so far out that it's started to spread into parts that used to be farmland. This is what's exactly happened here. The farm is around about half a mile through a dozen mile up the hill, which you'll see in the map bit, uh, from, uh, from the, uh, the drying patios and mill that they have there. But it really is uh, quite a way away. Um, I mean, quite, quite a way away. It really is quite an urbanised area. Sorry, I'm kind of confused. When I'm on, when I'm on location somewhere else, I don't flow as good as I should do. Um, so uh, the, the farm basically backs onto what I think is like a housing estate. It looks like just people living there. There's dogs and cats. You walk through a gate, and all of a sudden you're in this amazing space that is the farm. Um, really catches you by surprise. Um, the farm this year has really suffered. Like lots of farms in Central America, uh, they have a really bad Roya problem. Roya is lead for us. We've talked about that in my mum before. It's a disease, it's a fungus that spreads between plant to plant and makes the leaves fall off. Um, when the leaves fall off, it can't do its photosynthesis cleverness to make the cherries turn red and be tasty and delicious with their seeds inside. Um, and it's meant that their crop is drastically down. Uh, really has been terribly affected. Uh, Francisco says that they're trying lots of things to combat the, the Roya and they're hoping that next year is going to be much better for them. Um, but really, you know, they're in the, 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 the lap of the gods and hoping that everything uh, just works out as it should. I'm um, going to show you on the screen now a little bit of video I shot while I was on the farm as well. Um, this is my night walk with Francisco. We basically arrived quite late in the afternoon, um, so we ended up having this little night walk through. And you can just see the, the city lights kind of twinkling in the way. It gives you an idea of how close um, this place is to the city. Um, farm is at uh, around 1600 metres above sea level and uh, produces Bourbon and Futura. Uh, it's near the town of Amatitalan, or the region of Amatitalan, um, and I think that's pretty much all I've got. Um, so what we should go and do now is the very cool, the very funky, the very amazing map bit. nicer in Bolivia isn't it than the wet cold rainy Stafford but that's where I am now as I'm waving you off and waving you up into the sky and there is our green and pleasant land um, and we're going to go to our left um, and to our left towards Central America so let's get across to there um, obviously we buy lots of coffee from Central America um, but this is one of the ones we bought for a long time since 2007 from Guatemala so let's get down to Guatemala um, it's our longest standing relationship in Guatemala, actually, as well, which is pretty cool. Um, so you can see it's a, it's a fair-sized country, and it's got a fair-sized fact of blue denim comes from Guatemala. I don't know on what basis I'm saying that, but it definitely does come from Guatemala originally. So there we go, denim for men. Um, anyway, let's get down to the farm. Um, and what I'm going to show you here is a slightly different angle uh, of some of the farms we buy from. So Antigua is to the left. Um, you've got... Uh, El Bosque there, but that other one is the El Bosque Mill. 
Um, now, this is the, the famous petrol station that uh, I, I show you in the video. And this is where um, this is where the coffee's dried. This is where it's processed. This is where it's uh, depulped. But let's have a look at it from the farm and see where you can see the, the, the station. Now, you can see how urbanized this area has become. This is a perfect example of what is happening in Central America, where populations are moving further and further out into the cities and just eating up that green belt. Um, and you can see the dot just in the distance of the mill. Uh, let's just get a slightly raised up view so you can see all of that city, all of that urbanization. That wasn't there 20, 30, 40 years ago. This is something that's happening over time and threatening the land that this farm's built on. Um, it really is drawing closer and closer. You're walking through the gate and you can actually see the houses from the edge of the gate um, of the farm. Um, so you see the lowest point is Pacific Ocean and uh, we've got a volcano there at 4,200 metres. This is around about 13, 1,400 metres above sea level, so um, regular altitude for Guatemala. But let's just kind of zoom down to this drying patch and I want you to see kind of exactly where it is. It's just crazy. It's so close to the road. Um, and let's see if we can swing this view round. Let me just try and see if I can get it to edge round this way and then we'll be able to see the farm up on the hill you can see it's in the dip of the valley um, and that's why everybody built there because it was in the dip of the valley and it was easy because the land was a bit flatter and it's uh, it's easier to build on so that's guatemala city there just on the on the brow and then if we come around you can just see the farm from there i think it's really cool when google earth lets us get into that much detail and that was the super duper funky map bit that was a very, very, very cool map bit. Um, but now it's time, not for Roman's daft fact, but for Steve's daft fact. <laughs> These are very big shoes to fill. I should bring Roland on location with me so he can do his own daft facts. But I'm going to have a go. So my daft fact is that 25% of gross domestic product of Guatemala comes from agriculture, which is really quite unusual for such a developed country as Guatemala. Um, right, it is time to go make tasting delicious drinks, but I'm not going to do it tonight, I'm going to do it somewhere else in the morning. So I'm going to go to bed, and then I'm going to make tasty and delicious drinks, um, and then I'm going to come back and talk to you. So see you, what for you is just milliseconds, but for me, it's many, many hours away. And then it's daylight. That's the way I rock. Um, I'm rested. I am... Uh, recharged, I'm ready to go over that mountain today to go see David Milker, uh, along with some others. Uh, but David's always something special that I look forward to seeing. Um, yeah, I should take you through my travel equipment that I always travel with when I'm uh, off buying coffee. My Paulex, which is available on the site for the price of some of about 40 quid, I think. Fits perfectly in checked in luggage. You can take your grinder on hand luggage. Um, but what I found is when you take your grinder and hand luggage, your bags will get searched. And then, a Cantan. Like, these are fantastic for travelling with, they really are. Um, light, easy, disposable, when you're done, chuck them in the bin, there's somewhere for your grinds to go, which goes in the bin with it. Um, yeah, I used to travel with an aeropress. 
but I got sick of uh, customers stopping me and uh, asking me why I've got a penis pump in my luggage. So much less stops with pain. Right, let's dive into the, my mug, which is the Buena Vista mug. Uh, I've been upstairs installing this, uh, but I'm sure you guys here won't mind. I might even ask if I can steal it forever because, well, remind me of the good times of being here. So uh, let's dive in. Now this works very well as an espresso too. In fact, it was used by the 2008 world champion, um, Stephen Morrissey. Um, as part of his performance, he used this coffee from El Bosque and the Bourbon. And I can see why you would use it in espresso. I mean, it, its main characteristic is super sweet. Uh, milk chocolate uh, with a shoulder, a grape. Um, the city is there, but it's delicate. It's very kind of hidden underneath. And you've got like, this interesting kind of cherry flavour going on as well, which it's subdued. It's, Tiny, if you look for it, I'm sure you can see it. While you're drinking it here, look for it with me. Come on, let's look. Let's look together. And what I like is the aftertaste. So the aftertaste kind of carries on. It's a very big coffee. Um, and for me, it turns from all of those lovely sweet, lovely kind of fruity flavours into something that's a little bit more savoury. I get a little bit of a spiciness on the back, which I think it really works well with this coffee. I love working with the brothers, I love the farm, uh, but most of all, I think I love the coffee. Uh, they have everything against them with that petrol station that I showed you earlier, um, you know, where, where the drying patio is. The city's moving closer and closer, and they're losing more and more uh, the rurality of their farm. Is rurality a word? I'm going to create it as a word. Um, but, Delicious coffee still comes out of that place, and that's because they care. That's because they really try super hard. Don't forget, you can try the Katora Bourbon mix of this one, which is on the side now. You can also try the decaf version of this, which is the Katora Bourbon decafed. Um, but if you're in my mug subscriber, you can try this one, which I think is definitely my favourite of them all. So uh, I should stop rambling. Now I can keep drinking. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad cars.